Thank you for taking time to listen to this sermon from Hope Church Toronto North. It is our prayer that through this message, you are challenged and encouraged by the Word of God and grow in your love for God and love for others. It is God's desire for us to be members of and regularly participate in a local church under the care of qualified elders. If you are not attending a local church right now, we encourage you to take that step. If you do live in the North York area and are looking for a local church, we invite you to visit us at one of our Sunday morning gatherings to discern if this is the church God is leading you to. Amen. Thanks, Carla. Okay, we're in a series called uh, the, the Psalms One at a Time from, from the Heart, the Songs and Prayers of, of God's People. Um, so we're going to continue uh, today in uh, uh, Psalm 131. So if you, have, if you don't have a Bible, there's a Bible, it's in uh, the New King James Version in front of you, in the, in the pew in front of you, or you can uh, turn uh, onto the Bible with your... Uh, phone or, or the Bible that you brought with you. So Psalm 131, we're going to be there soon, but you've got to indulge me for a bit here, okay? Um, I am your pastor, so you can indulge me. Um, so I want you to stand up. Okay, everybody get, stand up. Kids and all, right? And sit down again. And one more time, stand up. And sit down. Right, you just trusted that pew to hold you up. And so in, in that light, we're, we're going to say goodbye to 21. We're going to say hello to 22 by trusting the Lord. And so in the same sense that you just trusted that pew, we need to trust the Lord in, in, in 22. We have had issues in 21. All of us have had things to um, pray about, struggle through in 21. There's going to be uh, other things coming in 22. But, but the message for us today from the Psalms, from Psalm 131, is to trust. And we're going to see David doing that. We're going to see David confidently trusting in the Lord. And we're going to learn from him. We're going to learn from uh, our own lives as God will uh, enlighten our, our hearts uh, with that. And we're going to learn from maybe from some of my own story as well. So God is speaking, has been speaking to me, and I'm sure he has been speaking to you as well as you look forward to 2022. I'm going to read the passage now. The Lord is... The Lord, so the song of ascents of David, this is a song where the congregation sings together and as they are going up to the temple. The Lord, my Lord, my heart is not proud. My eyes are not haughty. I do not get involved with things too great or too wondrous for me. Instead, I have calmed and quietened my soul like a weaned child with its mother. My soul is like a weaned child. Israel, put your hope in the Lord, both for now and forever. And so David says here, here is how I see it. I want you to know, uh, want us to know, and what wants the congregation to know, I have put aside all worldly ambitions, all of the things that would take God's place in my own heart, in my life, Things that would take the remove God from the throne and and would dethrone Him, I have uh, 
I have put aside those ambitions. Instead, I myself uh, is under divine scrutiny. Have you tried that? Have you said, Lord, I want to be under your divine scrutiny? Look, he says that in verse 1. He starts off with Lord. He starts off with Yahweh. This is the God that he knows who is the one who has created all of, uh, uh, all of creation. And he's saying to this God, search my heart. Remember, he said this before in another psalm, in Psalm 139, he said, search me, O God, and know my heart. This knowing is a deep knowing. God, I want you to Put your Holy Spirit's light onto my heart and see where I am wanting. See where I'm wanting in the, in the areas of, of not trusting you. So the trust, this trust comes in David's life from a, from a person and the character of God. He knows God. He knew God when he was fighting with lions. He knew God when he was fighting with bears as he was protecting his sheep. And so that's why God chose him. It's a relational, it's a relational knowing, right? This trust comes with a relationship with his creator, with his God, with his sustainer, and with his savior, right? And so the, we're going to learn more and more about how David um, asks us to trust. So our first point comes up. When we trust God, we are in a humble, humble place, okay? So is a, is a humble place uh, like this? Here comes a, here comes a picture of uh, what a humble place might look like. What? Do you think I can't give up this blanket anytime I want to? It's easy. All I have to do is throw it away. So Limus throws his blanket away, and look what he's doing. He's running after it. You'll have to do, Charlie Brown says, you'll have to do better than that. I didn't even, it didn't even hit the ground. And so Limus is relying on his own, his own strength, his own power, if you will. And then he is fearful that the fact that, so there's two things that are driving Limus. There is pride that is driving Limus that he can throw this blanket away and and be done away with it, but then fear takes over and grips him because he's not trusting in in the God that uh, that that person who wrote that uh, uh, comic strip, Charles Schultz, would have said, Limus, you need to trust the Lord because Charles was a, a believer. So... We're going to look at uh, that, that first issue surrounding, Lord, my heart. I want you to take a look at my heart. My heart, David is saying, I'm under your scrutiny. My heart has not decided to go with pride. It has not learned, uh, he, David has learned not to be prideful, not to be arrogant, not to be presumptuous. For the, here's, a, here's a place he could have been presumptuous, right? He could have, as soon as uh, he was anointed as, as king, he would have tried to take over the, over the kingship, but he didn't. He wasn't doing that. Uh, even when, so when we engage in the conversation with our Lord, we, we are inviting God to, to uh, similar to what David is doing, saying, Lord, I want you to, to be under your scrutiny. I want to be under your Holy Spirit. See if there is a, a place where my heart is prideful. See if there's a place where I'm going um, that, that I shouldn't be going. And so, see, you can see it in David's life, right? He was waiting for his kingship. Even, even, even in that cave, you remember when Saul went to relieve himself and the soldiers were saying, you've got to kill him. And, and David said, no, 
I have to wait on the Lord. I have to trust the Lord. He said that to his men. Even with, when he was killing, when he was fighting Goliath, all of the things that transpired around that story were pointing towards his trust towards God because he, he came against Goliath recognizing that Goliath was, he called him uncircumcised, but it's not just a circumcision of the flesh, but a, a circumcision of attitude because he was, Goliath was, uh, um, he was uh, saying uh, terrible things about Israel's God, right? He was taking the Lord's name in vain. So Lord, David is saying, my heart, I don't want, I want to, I don't put my heart in those places that are, that are prideful, and he's asking us to do the same thing. So we, we need to do the same thing. We're going to come later on a, a, as, a, as a to-do list or as a, as a list that will help us. He's going on further and saying, my eyes are not haughty. I don't look for things that are too lofty. Take a look at verse 1. The verse 1b, my eyes are not haughty. There's other ways to say my eyes are not lofty for what, uh, for what my heart desires. And so here, here David is saying that I don't look things that are too lofty for me, that are too high for me. David has learned that presumption and am- ambition is, is, that is beyond his own reach is, is something that is not trusting in God. He's not allowing the Holy Spirit to, to guide his, guide his uh, eyes even. And so for us as believers who have new hearts, we are tempted by our flesh and by the world to have ambitions and, and things that are way beyond our way beyond our uh, capabilities. Some of those uh, are, are God-driven, and, and we need to be aware of those when God pushes that envelope like he did with David so many times. But they're always centered around prayer. They're centered around what God, wanting God to be the center uh, of it. And uh, if we get a chance, I'll give you a story of that le- later in my own life. And so David is saying here, I... Uh, in, in, uh, in the last part of the same verse is, I don't want to exercise myself into things that are too lofty for me. I don't want to chase after intellectual or spiritual pursuits that become a source of pride, that things are, that are out of my reach. So humble people realize that there are, there are certain things that just belong to God, right? They're they're out of our realm. We don't know what 2022 is going to bring. They're just out of our, our concept of, of what's going what's to come about. And so he tries. If, he, if you try to do that, then you're taking the place of God, right? You're trying to take the place of, of the Lord himself. And so if he or she tries to, if someone tries to search out these things, they can't see the person is attempting to be like God and taking the place of God, dethroning God like we've already talked about in, in, in their own life and heart. Because we can't know tomorrow, right? We, there's no way we know tomorrow. Those things are in, in God's hands. And, and so this verse actually helps us uh, saying David is staying put. He's staying in a, in a place that allows him to see we need to be willing to stay in, in the same kind of place, staying in the presence of God, not, not going after things that are too, uh, that are too profound, that, are, that become God in our so I, so I wanted to say, I, I, I trust the Lord because of what he has done. I trust the Lord because of 
who he is. I trust the Lord because of what he has promised for us, right? What, what has he done? He's given us his son. What has he, what has he promised? He's promised to, to be with us uh, f- uh, all the time. Who is he? He is this character that David is trusting in. He is the same character that you have trusted in, 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 in 2022, and you've seen him at work. And this, this, this is the time before 2022 kicks in to really garner yourself, arm yourself with things that God has, has, uh, has brought to your recollection, right? And so how do you trust? Well, David points that out in verse 2. Take a look. How do you do it? Verse 2. Instead, I have calmed and quietened my soul like a weaned child with its mother. My soul is like a weaned child. And so here's a great, an amazing picture, right, of, of one who is secure, a child that is secure uh, with his mother, a child that doesn't think of his mother as a, as a, as a vending machine for milk anymore, right? The, a, a, source of, a, a source of sustenance, if you will, right? So the child is trusting in mom to, to protect. How? And so this picture says there's a mother and the, and the toddler is sitting with her. The presence of mom is all the child wants, is all the child needs, right? Before, when the child is, a, is her infant, the infant all recognizes that mom is, is going to feed me. Now, when the child is a toddler and when the child is scared, the child will run, run to mom. Why? Because they long for the presence of, of mom more than they long for the things that mom can give. How much do we long for the things that God gives rather than his own presence? That old hymn, do you want the healing or the healer? Do you want the provision rather than provider? Do we want sustenance rather than the one who gives the sustenance? And so like Moses, we ought to say, we're not going anywhere into 2022 without your presence, without you going before us, without you taking us like Abraham one step at a time. Abraham had to do it one step at a time, and we want to do it in a a similar way. Lord, we want to trust you, and we want to be confident in you in a way that has grown us to to do that. And and so we want to be like this picture, like a weaned child. How do I trust like a, a child that knew before my needs came from mom, now realizes I can look back and know the times. Recall the times when God showed up, right? Take those times and instances and, and massage them into your, into your mind. And there's, God has given us scripture to meditate on. To, these scriptures, other scriptures, like Proverbs 3, 5, right? Trust in the Lord with all your heart, lean not on your understanding, but in every single way acknowledge him. So that means all of the things, including the breath that he has given you, acknowledge him and, and, and train yourself like David is training himself. 
He has not fully learned that because he's making a lot more other mistakes even unto his death. But we are to train ourselves to, uh, to trust in the Lord in all of, all of our ways, acknowledging him in all of our ways, right? And so to meditate on scripture, to pray and talk uh, uh, with him. And so this is not just a one directional prayer, but a, but a conversation that you can have. A conversation that allows you to say things and then reflect on scripture to listen, to listen to the Holy Spirit. And the, there's another one that I like is to sing. We, we sing to the Lord. We, when we sing to the Lord, we, we allow ourselves to come to a place that helps us trust him deeper. And then we ask others uh, to pray with us. I've done this multiple times in these last three weeks as, as, uh, we have, uh, as I've taken on a, on a, on a franchise. And uh, boy, it's been um, uh, a, a huge step of trusting God. Every single step of uh, hiring people, of uh, trying to uh, um, get the customers all in line and, and get them all serviced and, and and I will, I'll send notes to Sean or to Neil or to Marv or um, to others to say, please pray, pray for us as we as we seek God's counsel and as we seek one another. And so, in the same way, you need to seek out one another in your small group amongst our amongst ourselves to say, hey, you know, I see you're struggling. Can I'm going to share with you how God has has answered my prayer. This in 2022. Come and let me share the scriptures that God opened up. Let me share the amazing truths that he allowed me to see. And then I might even be able to share some of the practical things that fell into place one after the other. You're sitting in a pew that helps us explain, helps us see that even as a congregation, right? We were wondering, we were frustrated for so long and we are able to come to this place and worship together with the gifts that our brothers and sisters in Christ has given to us from this church. There's a congregational example. There's so many individual ones that you can give to one another, that you can sit together with, with someone and, and, and explain those, right? And so that, that allows you to, 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 to see that, right? And so as... As we can see that, that's, that's in point two. We want to trust the Lord as we are secure in our faith. That's the faith that comes from that child, right? And that's the, that's the faith that the psalmist David is talking about in, in, in verse two. And so we're going to come to the third point. We trust the Lord. When we trust the Lord, we tell others to do the same. And so that, that's my um, point just, re, just after two. It was, hey, you know, I see someone struggling. I see someone struggling in buying a car or st- someone struggling wanting a better job. I've been there before. I've, I've done two or three jobs and I've, the Lord has moved me up. And I can share with them how God has done that. Wouldn't that, so that would be, that's just an amazing thing that God allows you to speak into somebody else's life, right? And so that's how 
we can do that as a congregation. That's how we can come to a place of trust like this psalmist is, is saying, like David is saying, like a weaned child, like a child that has no cares. Why? Because the presence of mom is there, right? And so in the same sense, we ought to trust the Lord in the same, in the same way that David has. And so David says, I'm going to show you, Israel, just like I said to you, T. North, about how God has provided us this place. David is saying to, to the nation of Israel, you know, why should we be confident? Well, take a look. Take a look, Israel. What about Abraham? What was he promised? He was promised sons and daughters that were like the sands of the sea. Did that happen? And Israel could not say no because they were in a place where David was ruling, right? So who is he pointing to? Is he pointing to the, to the myriads of people that were there? Is he pointing to a, a simple promise that fell out of the sky? No, he's pointing to the God who gave him that promise. Right? It, it is even, even David in his state here is saying, Israel, you need to look. You need to look and trust in the God who provides these things. It, you need to look at, at, at the God who provided Abraham with a child. And we just spent celebrating a, a miraculous thing, a Christ's birth, right? Abraham was looking forward to something that God has promised him because Sarah was beyond her age. Mary at Christmas was a virgin and, and God uh, birthed Jesus uh, through, through her, through the Holy Spirit. So that's, and the incarnation for us is a, is a fullness of the gospel that we are, we, cel- we just celebrated. And how can that happen? But apart from the character of God. How can that happen? Apart from, from his miraculous works in, in Mary's life and in our lives. That salvation that you encountered is a miracle in itself of how God has taken your heart of stone and turned it into a heart of flesh made it into a place where his full presence can dwell into now. And so this is the God that David is telling Israel to worship. He gives them other examples. Exodus could be a, a perfect example where he splits the sea. It's not the splitting of the sea and it's not the, it's not a, the plagues only but it's the God who brought those plagues and made fun of all the idols. It's the God who split that sea. And it's the God who, even though they didn't have a shopping center to go and buy sandals, their sandals never wore out. Try that, Nike. Right? Their sandals never wore out. They never ran out of food. Jericho, here's a silly, stupid thing that they did. Walking around seven times, what did they do? They worshiped, and the walls came tumbling down. Who is this? This is not something that just happens because they decided to do that. It is the, through and by the character of God that allows them to, to see that. So like David, we call on others to do the same. And so I'm calling you to do the same. God has called me to do the same. I, I, I still have one route that's like, I'm running it. I just told Anthony that. Anthony, I don't want to be in the truck. If I'm in the truck, I can't manage three routes. God's got to answer. Anthony, you got to pray. Anthony, you want to come and work for me? No. 
Okay, so God is going to provide, but I have to trust him. And I can trust him because there's so many things that have fallen into place within the last two or three weeks that it is only God who can do those things. And if I am not careful, listen to me. If we are not careful to give God that glory, he will not, he will not share his glory. As small as some of those things are, if you don't give praise to God, he will not share his glory. And you are his children. And because we are his children, he will teach us that my son My daughter, I'm sorry, but this glory I do not share with you. So I will take you around the desert a few more times before you learn. Yogis learn that much, a lot. 21 is gone. 22 is coming. There's lots of things that are going to be disrupting our lives. Lots of things. Financial struggles, joblessness, the pandemic, you name it. Right? Health issues, persecution. You guys are going to have persecution at work. Right? I know that a lot of us, a lot of those people who are teachers and who are in places like even Sean was in before, and there's issues that come up at certain times of the year where you have to participate in certain things that you just can't as a believer. You have to step aside. So you'll receive persecution. Even a death of a loved one, you have to trust God. Lord, this person was like joined to me. I was one with them. You said that we would be one, and now they're gone. You need to trust. And those who are of, of us who have gone through that path need to come alongside, lift them up, sing with them. Pray with them. Share the psalms with them. Write a psalm with them. We have wonderful people here who can write. Who, Jamila can write. Carla can sing. We can, we can get together and we can lament together. And we can lift one another up and, and trust the Lord together. All these things are, are possibilities that life can change. Right? That's why. You know what? This is the amazing thing, wonderful thing, marvelous thing that is in 2 Timothy, right? Scripture is written for these things to point us, to point us to the character of God, to point us to what he has done in Scripture throughout history, but he is far more alive than that. Scripture is far more alive than that because he has done things that have, he has used Scripture in your own life. And those are the things that you need to bring in to support your own conscience, your own anxieties, and allow God to take his rightful place, to sit on his lap, to take your head and push it into his bosom. It's called the bosom of Abraham. Wonderful place to be. And then he will, he's in charge. He's not going to let his anointed ones suffer. You have to give him that rule in our lives, all of our lives. We need to share with one another what those are, right? So we should do that. 
So that's why scripture is so important for us. It keeps pointing us towards the character of God. Yes, it does point us to Christ, but and, and it has this Christmas. The incarnation is, is, is that, right? As a, as a Hindu, I would have believed that it was just one of those uh, gods that was born. But no, this is when I became a believer. That was the most biggest thing that helped me to become a Christian. That I realized that it was God who chased after me. He's the one who took on the form of a man. And so our hearts need to rest in the Lord. So, beloved, in 2022, just like the psalmist says, let's trust in the Lord. Let's pray. Awesome you are. Even the things that have transpired this week in my own life and heart and mind, you have allowed the psalm to speak loudly. Pray, Lord, that uh, even as you use it in my own heart, that you'd be able to use it in the lives of those who are, uh, I am working with. And so, Lord, I pray that for all of us here, Father, that as you allow us to grow and learn of what it means to see you working in our lives, both through, through situations and mostly through your word and through the community that we have built together. Father, we thank you for for that. We thank you for your son. We thank you for his work. We thank you at Christmas time for his incarnation. We thank you that he was that he took that step out of time and into into our space, Father. We give you praise. We thank you that you are God who wants us to be more and more like your son so that we would be full of joy even in the midst of tremendous trials. The joy that we would know and see you face to face. And that day is coming. We long for that day. And yet, as, even as we long for that day, you have kept us here to do a work that is, uh, has eternal value. We see that in lives of each other and in the lives that we connect with. Father, we pray that you would be glorified even now. For more resources or information about Hope Church, visit hopetorontonorth.com.